Hello, and welcome to a Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Features podcast. I'm Laura Jo Hightower, and I'm here today with Joanna Bell, Marketing and Communications Director for Theater Squared, and Martin Miller, Theater Squared's Executive Director. Welcome, you two, and thanks so much for making time to chat with us. Happy to be here. Um, we're here for a rare midweek podcast. Normally, we do our Theater Squared podcast the Friday of a new show opening, but Theater Squared has something akin to breaking news to announce. So we invited them over midweek to chat about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, tell us what the big news is, please. Okay. <laughs> we are pretty excited. You know, it it is often that we do work that is locally significant. And we also think, and based on the feedback that people give us, um, it's fair to say the shows they're seeing are also of national quality. Um, this particular bit of news goes a little further in that it has national interest, which is lovely. Um, and one of the reasons we're talking today, midweek, is because the New York Times will have just announced it even more broadly, um, which is great. So uh, for the past months, we have been working with a wonderful woman named Linda Bloodworth Thomason, um, who, you know, some people's ears will perk up. Um, <laughs> She was uh, an Arkansas-linked um, creator of some of the uh, biggest hit TV shows, especially of the early 90s and late 80s, um, one of which was Evening Shade, which was based sure. here in Arkansas, and the other of which is Designing Women. And I have found that it's really fun to say the phrase Designing Women to people who used to watch that show, and it turns out there are millions of them. <laughs> um, it's pretty popular. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It was a show that um, was the rare outlier in that it portrayed um, not it portrayed people in the South not as you know people who lucked into millions of dollars with oil, but were bumpkins, Olive <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies, or a small town sheriff of a little town called Mayberry, just trying to get along with technology of the day, uh, but actually, uh, you know, as totally with it, of the moment, entrepreneurial, um, people who were just defining their role in society around themselves, not around, for instance, uh, something that was happening in a major urban center, or in this case, around men. <laughs> yeah. These were empowered women. So people loved this show. It also happened to be really funny. So Linda Bloodworth Thomason created the show, and we are happy to be working with her to create a new theatrical incarnation of Designing Women and premiere it here in Northwest Arkansas. That is incredibly exciting. Um, it was, it was, as you said, a very popular TV show. It ran for seven seasons, 163 episodes, uh, was nominated for multiple Emmys. Um, so a very well-established, you know, the characters all have history with us. So uh, will, will this be, um, how much do you know about the script so far? Do we know, does it take place in the future? Do they, do we, tell us a little bit about how they're going to handle that. It takes place right now. And the women are the same age they were when we last saw them. Um, so it's as if uh, this wonderful group of women that we've come to know and love were living today in the era of, me Too and Kim Kardashian and all of these, uh, all you know, a recent female candidate uh, who garnered 
the most votes for president of the United States, um, yeah, a lot has changed um, and a lot remains the same. And I think uh, Linda felt, and we feel as well, that it will be really interesting to hear what these women have to say today. So the conceit is almost no time has passed, even though it does take place 20, 25 years after the, the, the show started. So exactly. that's, and can you guys tell me a little bit about how this came to pass? Did she approach you? How, how did the connection get made? So Linda and Harry, her husband, Harry Thomason, who directed many of the episodes of Designing Women, um, both have Fayetteville roots. Linda's parents were actually chased out of Arkansas by the Ku Klux Klan many years ago hmm. uh, for, I believe, a legal defense that her father was giving. Um, and they ended up in southern Missouri. Uh, Harry went to the University of Arkansas. Um, and as, in fact, many names of characters on the show are, are names of people who still live in Fayetteville. Um, one of the, uh, I believe, uh, Mary Jo, who's a character on the show, is named after Hayden McElroy's wife, Mary Jo. Mm. Um, Dash Goff, who still comes to many Theater Squared events, sure. was a boyfriend on the show. Not him in real life, <laughs> just someone named after him. There's all these little Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas Easter eggs, if you knew about them, when you watch Designing Women. Um, and we were just thrilled that Harry had come to town. He was talking, actually, at our late departed and much beloved Nightbird Books. Um, and Bob stopped by to chat with him, gave him a tour of the theater. And uh, it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, yeah, so he loved the new yeah. space, was really excited about this project they had been thinking about. And now we've been developing the script with Linda here and soon we'll be doing a workshop in Los Angeles. Okay, so I was going to ask about that. The, the script will be workshopped prior to mounting it on stage here in Fayetteville then. Yes. But by the time it gets to Fayetteville, it will be a completed script all ready to go and Absolutely. workshopping in the past then. Yeah, most of the script is already created, but we want to hone it and, and uh, use all those skills we've developed over time as kind of a a mini theater script development powerhouse here in Northwest Arkansas. Yes, I'm sure your new play festival that you have every summer, it probably was a big point in your favor when it came to mounting new work like this, I would think. Absolutely. That you had that experience. Um, do we have a director yet? Do we know who's helming? Sadly, we do not have that news to announce as okay. of yet, though we have some really exciting possibilities. Okay. And and so uh, there seems to be a lot of things happening with the script, with the show, after it leaves the T2 stage. So it has a run here, and then it's going to do what after that? Well, we have lined up some co-production partners um, that are Lord Theaters um, in their own right. Um, the Alabama Shakespeare Festival will be uh, bringing the Theater Squared production immediately after our production dates. So quickly, in fact, that it'll close here on a Sunday and start there on a Thursday. Wow. Um, and they'll be doing it in their larger stage. After that, it will be, uh, it will move along to the Dallas Theater Center, which was um, the 2017 Regional Tony Award winner. Um, they're using it in their what they call their Lort B space, which means their big space. Mm -hmm. um, so there will be tens of thousands of audience members for this production, um, for a production created right here in Northwest Arkansas after its premiere. So this is a first for you guys. And coverage in the New York Times, that's enormous for a regional theater, I would guess. Can you say a little bit about what this kind of national attention means to Theater Squared? Well, 
I mean, of course, right? We're very excited for the attention and to sort of have this on our resume as developing work here that has gone on to a future life. We've done lots of world premieres here, but we've never quite had uh, something catch fire the way this has, where other regional theaters are asking uh, to have access to uh, the script and to our, our work. Um, so we're super excited about that, uh, that opportunity to share this wide, more widely. Um, and, you know, when we talk about the development process, uh, you know, this has been a pretty quick one because this is actually going to be the opening show of our next season. Yes, it's right around the corner. Exactly, that it comes, you know, to our stage in August. That is um, so exciting. Which That's is very exciting. Might as well us. be tomorrow in the theater world. Exactly, exactly. It so, so, so even though we can't announce the director today, I can say they'll be on board very, very soon. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and just to just to add, it's 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 part of what makes Theater Squared unique. Um, our artistic director um, is a playwright first and foremost, uh, Bob Ford. Um, we've contributed to the development of more than sixty plays mm-hmm. at this point um, that have gone on to. You know, productions at Portland Center Stage, Stages Repertory Theater, the O'Neill Festival. Um, but it is true that this one uh, is capturing a certain spark of interest because of that existing well of affection that people have for these women on this show. Uh, I know that um, there are some regional theaters uh, out there who sort of serve as out-of-town tryouts for shows that ultimately end up even on off-Broadway or Broadway. Is that uh, a new phase that we're entering into with Theater Squared? It's really interesting. Um, There's no question that New York City is the center of gravity in the theater (laughs) universe. However, everything you're likely to see there came from a regional theater of some sort. You wouldn't have a fun home without the Old Globe and the public theater. You wouldn't have uh, Hamilton (laughs) without these nonprofit institutions. Um, Almost any show of note that has gone on to a Broadway production and then often been packaged back up and sent out on a tour came from uh, this originating impulse that that comes from the American theater and especially the nonprofit theater industry. It's in, in many ways it is it is one way that nonprofit uh, validates and makes possible the commercial theater model. Um, so that's a long answer to a relatively short question, but suffice to say, yes, we want to be part of that <laughs> generative movement in the American theater. We want people, we want playwrights to recognize that they have a safe space here and also a space where they'll be supported to create the best version of their work. And we also want local audiences in Northwest Arkansas to have the first access to whatever the most relevant and of the moment uh, impulse that's coming from that playwright, playwright may be, not receive it five to eight years after the fact when no one else has the rights locked up. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, you're on the cusp of your 15th season, so this is Indeed. quite a way to announce that season with something that sort of takes you bigger and and uh, more on the national stage. It's um, you just you guys just keep getting. Uh, more and more successful it seems like so congratulations on all of your hard work it's really exciting to have you in northwest arkansas i think thank you it's the perfect place for it you know it's interesting because successful is it's true we've always been successful and now more people get to be part of it you know like we've we've always been really proud of the quality of the work on our stage and including works that featured none other than Laura Jo Hightower, <laughs> professional actor. A long time ago. <laughs> um, but 
I, it is really wonderful to be able to share them uh, with uh, now tens of thousands of people. You know, 10,000 people came to our original version of Christmas Carol this year. Wow. That's a huge number of people to see a play in a theater with 300 seats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. exciting. Um, so that's what, this is the only uh, production we're going to talk about today. We'll have a separate podcast where we talk about your season, which includes eight shows. I'm really excited about all of them. Um, if you pick up the Sunday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette What's Up section, we'll have a feature story on the, the- Theater Squared season announcement. Um, so you can check that out and look for a podcast on our traditional Friday um, where we'll be talking about the other shows um, that you guys have planned for the upcoming 15th season. Wonderful. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. And let me ask Joanna, if you don't mind, are there any tickets left for Anne this weekend? <laughs> uh, there are very, very few tickets left Anne this weekend. Uh, so we encourage everybody, if you want to see the show this weekend, uh, to purchase a lucky ticket one of our lucky ticks, uh, which gives you a standby spot at the show. And if you're available anytime between now and April 19th, come on by and uh, get your ticket in advance because they are selling out. That show has been just a little bit successful, I think. You guys ended up extending for three weeks. Is that right? Yes, yes. That's phenomenal. That I mean, that's not that common in in the theater world to have something so successful that you... And if you like smart Southern women... And Anne is someone you need to meet yep. <laughs> at yes. our theater. She's blazing a path for those designing say. women. Yeah, exactly. Yes, well, that's a good theme you've got going there for sure. Um, thank you, Martin, and thank you, Joanna, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks.